Warning, MF Uncensored contains adult language and discussion. Listener discretion is advised. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we fit in. We're not that being dilly. Don't go wrong with Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. Don't forget, if you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get your podcasts. As always, I'm Paul. I'm one of your hosts. And uh, doing the intro for you guys today, just as a reminder, we have our brand new store on our website, themisfitfaction.com. We also just recently added our brand new hoodie that to well, due to much demand. So make sure you guys check that out. Again, that's themisfitfaction.com. Also, I'd like to remind you guys, if you guys are looking to start your own podcast, whether or not you've been listening to us for a while or it's something you've always been curious about and you're not sure where to start, you guys can check out our affiliate link. That's podbean.com slash misfitfaction, and you'll get a month of free podcasting on us. And if you guys are looking to start your own show, reach out to us. Let us know. We'd love to uh, talk to you and help you out and get you started, and we're always looking for new content to add to our network. Maybe also you're a business owner. You have an online service that you're trying to promote. Guys, podcasts are everywhere. There are literally millions of them and if you guys want to get your message out to a lot of people you could should uh, give uh, advertising a try you could do a hundred dollars of free advertising if you use our code sponsorship.podbean.com slash misfit faction again these are gifts from us to you guys our loyal listeners people who have been with us since the beginning you guys are the best and we want to give back as much as we can also just a reminder if you guys are looking for an afternoon pick me up or if you guys are looking to for something to power through that workout make sure you guys check out raise energy from rep sports we've been using raise energy here in the studio for months now and we love it and they don't just have energy products they also have protein they have testosterone boosters they have creatine all sorts of other health and fitness items so make sure you guys check out repsports.com and at the checkout make sure you use the code misfit 89 for 20 percent off your order now we have an awesome interview planned for today we are interviewing mike martin from the project mindfully outdoors podcast mike was one of the coolest and most interesting people that i've ever gotten a chance to sit down with and i really enjoyed his story i really enjoy his outlook on life we really connected on just being mindful and just being present and finding yourself in nature basically something that i think a lot of people take for granted sometimes but i think is a really important thing for people to do and uh, experience. So make sure you guys check it out right after this break. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to MF Uncensored. If you guys are listening to us on the go, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you get podcasts. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Paul, and uh, I am I'm excited because there's nothing I like more than talking to somebody whose resume is just way cooler than mine in all of the right ways and just way more interesting but also at the same time I look at it and I go man I like doing some of this stuff I love hearing about this sort of thing so I'm excited uh, tonight I have on the show Mr. Mike Martin Mike how are you today I'm doing great how you doing oh living the dream man you know it's a it's a beautiful night uh, in New York you know what I mean what what more can a guy want and uh, I think you're kind of the guy to talk to about living a certain kind of lifestyle of, I don't want to say simplicity, but a, like a lifestyle that that really focuses on the the, the things that you enjoy the most. A- am I wrong in saying that? No, that's correct. It hits the nail right on the head. Yeah, I love and it. I'll tell you what, it's been uh, quite the adventure getting there. 
So for those of you guys who don't know Mike, he is he has a podcast that I've been just getting into myself. It's called Project Mindfully Outdoors. It's uh, about mindfulness, mental illness, living in the outdoors, hunting, fishing. I know on uh, your page, you talk a little bit about some meditation, which I'm definitely going to talk to you about because I, I was quite the meditator in my day. But tell us a little bit about you, Mike. Tell us your story. All right. Well, I mean... I guess the biggest aspect of it and what really inspired Project Mindfully Outdoors was a major shift in my life where I was uh, married for about 10 years and that came crashing down. I wound up homeless and really smacked in the face with depression, ill, you know, anxiety, stuff like that. And all together that led to a failed suicide attempt that I survived. Went out one night in the woods and popped a whole bunch of pills, hoping I wouldn't wake up the next day or ever be found again. Well, I woke up the next day, and when I woke up, I kind of realized that things weren't right. It was time to really face all this, all these demons and, you know, ghosts that I've been hiding from my whole life. And through the process of, I guess, rebuilding my life and restructuring everything, it's uh, been quite the learning process. I've leaned a lot on, you know, uh, talk therapy, and I got into stoicism and meditation. I definitely leaned a lot on the outdoors and through the course of it, I kind of figured, you know what, I've suffered with all this in silence. Even when people were around me, I felt like nobody got it, nobody connected with me. So it was time to do something about that. And I had hooked up with the Servid Nation, which is a hunting education group. And when I did that, I kind of thought, I was like, you know, I don't even know what to do with this. And I looked and, you know, everybody does their YouTube videos about how to pursue an animal or how to process an animal, all that good stuff. And that's awesome. However, within the outdoor community, there is nobody that really talks about issues like mental health. Mm -hmm. Going through that process, I was like, you know, this is something that we need to get it out there, man. We need to erase all these stigmas. And as I built the project and I started working my own story, putting it out there and whatnot, it's funny because people from all different walks of life latched down to it. And I think that has been very cool, the community that's building around it. And then again, it's kind of shocking too, because, you know, just like people look at me and I'm running around in the wild and seem like I've got it all together, but behind closed doors, man, it's a battle. And some of the people that I talk to, it's the same way. It's like, man, you seem like you got it all going on, but behind closed doors, you can, you can relate and attach to all this. And I feel that brings a more intangible connection to people that are struggling out there. Yeah. And when, you know, when they're struggling, it's like, man, I don't want to deal with all the stigmas. I don't want somebody giving me their opinion crammed down my throat. So to be able to approach somebody like me or anybody else out there in the community that does this stuff, it's a, it's a positive thing. It's a very healthy thing, and it can put somebody on the right path. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny. One of the things you mentioned is the stigma, right? So on our show, we've had a lot of people that, that talk about some really, like, some really important topics that people just aren't talking about, right? Like, 
I, me personally, I've seen some shit like in my, in my, you know, I'm 34. I live, I work in a profession. I don't like mentioning it uh, on air, but I work in a profession where I see some of the, the more, the darker parts of humanity and kind of how far things go. And I am a very big proponent in taking care of yourself mentally, taking care of, of that mental health. And in my line of work, I'm actually an outlier with that. A lot of times it's, you know, the suck it up buttercup type uh, mentality. What do you say to, especially, you know, I don't want to say just men, but especially men have a, a history of not dealing with psychiatric or mental health. What do you say to those guys that are like, no, this is all bullshit. Like, I, I don't believe in any of this stuff. All right. Number one. I'm going to say, you know what, for years, I was right there with you. I did the same thing. I tried to build a life around what I thought things were supposed to be. However, it never felt right. And number two, that whole concept that, you know, we're all supposed to be like John Wayne and just suck it up and, you know, ride into town and do our thing, man, it's okay for you to stop and be like, dude, I don't, I'm not feeling it today. I'm having some serious, serious issues. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. And when I finally did that, it opened up a whole new world. Yeah. So, you know, it, I, I like it. You know, it, you're, you're, you're a very man's man, right? Like it's hunting and, it, and it's, you know, doing all these outdoor things. But at the same time, you're the first person to be like, it wasn't until I realized that I needed help and where, where I could go that I realized what I needed to do. So I'm looking through your resume and there's a phrase here that I, I don't know. So I, I really want to ask you about it. Under your expertise, because it does list some of the things that you do. There's one that says reunification coaching. Can you explain to me what reunification coaching actually is? You know, it's uh, reconnecting with an estranged child that you lost touch with. 2021 is actually, I lived that entire concept. And the way that it ended up coming together and the way that things have worked out, it's been a very healthy and beneficial thing for not only my daughter, but also myself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something that honestly, a lot, you know, it happens a lot in the, in the world. Down it is unfortunate. And a lot of people are too scared to, I don't know if being too scared is exactly the right phrase, but you know, a lot of people don't really take the time to think about the, the effect that having that whole ends up leaving on the child as they grow up. I grew up without my father too. So, you know, the opportunity that I had to find her and go through the process. And I actually ended up relying a lot on old stoic philosophies and whatnot in order to navigate that because it is, it's a tricky situation. Mm -hmm. And to be able to help somebody to realize the full potential in reunification is a very, very rewarding aspect. Yeah, that's... because I've seen it. I've seen it as I've done it, and to be able to share that with somebody else is an amazing thing. So, walk me through a little bit about your process. I mean, obviously, you you work with other people. Do you do like do you go on stage and speak to people? Do you just work through your podcast? Like, tell me a little bit about how you interact with the world. A lot of it goes through the podcast. It's still kind of, uh, you know, actually, uh, we could actually rewind a little bit. And start out with the very first word of the project of Project Mind the Outdoors, the word project. This thing is something that's constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. When I first started this, I had no clue what I was doing. 
<laughs> which is funny because you got to start somewhere. And there's actually a quote from Epictetus that says, in order to learn something, you play the fool and you kind of fall on your face a lot. And that's what I've done. And it started out with a blog. It's moved into podcasting. And it's even moved out to some people reaching out to me for advice and, you know, kind of little tips and tricks that I've used. And from there in 2022, it's moving forward into publishing a book. And I'm looking into actually doing the onstage speaking motivational thing. So... No, that's great. Like, I, I love hearing stuff like that because it, 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 it resonates with me, right? We started this show as as the fun show. This show, MF Uncensored, started off as like the, the after-hour show to our other podcasts. And it wasn't until I connected with Steve and I started – I don't know if you guys know Steve Joyner. He's, he's our publicist. I think you're familiar with him, Mike. But he's the one that helped organize this interaction and a lot of the interviews that we've been doing and just – Man, to, to hear people's lives and their stories and, and people that are so so candid about it too, right? Like it's not easy to, to get up in front of uh, – you know, Mike and I barely spoke before. We exchanged emails and we friended each other on Instagram and now he's telling me like about how low his life got and how he pulled himself back up. And that's really what I love most about this show and, and the people that we have on it. I got to ask you though, tell me tell me about your book. I'm really curious to hear about it. Well, like I was touching on earlier with the reunification thing, mm -hmm. that's exactly the theme of the book because uh, it all got inspired a couple of months after meeting my daughter. When I met her, I felt like I was walking into the Alamo. And it's funny because it was at a park and um, the very first thing I said to her in order to break the ice was, you know, if you want to stab me and throw me in the river, it's cool. I understand. <laughs> And her response was, you know, I don't do that to family members, especially ones that I don't know. And since then, we've, <laughs> right. And since then, we've kind of built this awkward at times, fast moving at other times, and constantly surprising kind of relationship that's been healthy and very forward. And we were sitting at dinner one night. I picked her up after work. And after I dropped her off, I'm thinking to myself, you know, that was like the most amazing hour of my life that you know, a lot of people rob themselves and rob a child. And if I actually feel like I've built the system, at least for me, and I've kind of tested it out with a few other people that are trying the same things, then it was worth putting out the book. Mm. And the book is a combination of not only how I did it, why I did it, but also the personal story about how it all transpired. Well, that's great, man. Like I'm really looking for. I know I asked you off air when it was coming out. I think you you were trying to go for a spring summertime release, right? Right. So uh, you'll definitely see it on our Instagram when it comes out. We love getting. I have so many books at this point from doing interviews. Like I can make my own library at this point. It, it's crazy. <laughs> like you know, we have uh, we have Unmasked by Neil Getzlow. Uh, you know, obviously when your book comes out, you're gonna see it on our Instagram page. Because you know, in all honesty, it's funny because. When, when we first started podcasting, it was literally just you do an audio podcast. That's it. You do an hour a week or whatever it is. Now it's it's so interactive and it and it's you know talking about people's books and and put, being on their YouTube channels and stuff like that. And you know it, you talk about you talked about it when we first started chatting, creating like being seeming. Excuse, I'm trying to put this into right words. I'm terrible. Worst podcast you'll ever meet. Putting on that persona, right? Like everything's okay. I'm good. You're like everything's good. 
you, you seem like you're doing really well with certain things. Did you hit speed bumps though after like obviously you had a failed suicide attempt, you came back and you're like, man, I gotta I gotta make changes. I life's worth living. What kind of speed bumps did you hit to to get where you are now though? Well, you know, if you go back to like the suicide attempt, that was where everything changed. Mm-hmm. And how we were talking about podcasting. A big reason that I got into it was I feel like my life was saved by a podcast. I was listening to a show. I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's called The Hunting Collective. I've heard of it. Yeah. And they were uh, talking to Ryan Holiday about the book that he had put out at the time. The obstacle was the way. And he mentioned the overall theme of Marcus Aurelius' his meditations is you know, taking a different approach to obstacles, seeing them as the way. And at that time, I was, you know, down and out, homeless. It was cold. I was working in the cold and basically just wait until the next attempt ended up working. And he mentioned something about the adversity being just an opportunity to showcase and highlight who you are. And that really resonated with me and it changed my whole perspective. Because if I could go from where I was at to where I'm at now, it would give, you know, my children and the people that I care about a real reason to look at me That's great. and and then from there it's been you know little steps forward two steps backwards and kind of diving back into the books and looking for some motivational thing like one thing that i suffer from a lot is social anxiety which is kind of funny because the very first article that i ever wrote for Project Mindfully Outdoors was based on social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that came about from being on the boat fishing with somebody, trying to explain to them the concept of presentation. You know, you're the little bait, you're looking for the big fish to bite you, and basically you're trying to have a gigantic panic attack. And when you can associate the two together, ended up putting everything together. So it's been just a lot of journaling, a lot of self-reflection, conversations, and then there's the whole concept of like isolation. Mm-hmm. And that's something that even now I still struggle with severely is the fact that because of the social anxiety and the, I guess, outright phobia of people, I tend to just like, and all my, you know, any spare time I have, I'm either in the outdoors or I'm hiding somewhere because I just, outright hate dealing with people and that's something that you know you got to take baby steps that you just keep working at and hopefully one day i see you through to the other side mm-hmm. see it's it's funny you say that because my it's my wife and i have the same mentality we love doing things we love experiencing life we love uh trying new things but we hate dealing with people you, you give us a person right. to have a conversation with, we'll have a great conversation. I love talking to people. That's one of the reasons that, you know, this podcast evolved into an interview one, which was very new for me. Like my my first two podcasts, and for those of you guys who don't know, I have two other podcasts. One's called uh, The Multiverse Fancast. One's called Cinematic Adventures. They're about interesting things that I do with my co-hosts about movies and superhero shit and all like all the stuff we just enjoy. So that was a very natural thing for us. But to, to talk to people has always been... A challenge for me and it's it's interesting that you mentioned social anxiety social anxiety is such a new old concept right it's it's a concept that's been around forever but it's only now building this 
this validity to it, right? Where right. when I was young, my if I was quote unquote rude, I'd get in trouble. Like if I didn't want to talk to somebody, well, no, you have to talk to them. That's that's the the norm. That's what the the social convention is. So you have a very interesting mindset. How do you find that it kind of conflicts with other people's idea of what's socially acceptable, what's normal? What do you what do you say to people like that? As far as from my personal aspect, that's where it gets real kind of confusing, but yet very interesting. Mm-hmm. Because on my show, I started just like you did, you branched off, and I started the campfire sessions, which is me doing this concept, the interview thing is a way to practice and deal with social anxiety. But when I, and a lot of the feedback that I get is, you know, you've got a lot of things going on. You're, you're, you seem like you're comfortable. You got it all together. And I'm like, man, if you look behind the box, you know, I, I'm just, I'm shaking and I'm trembling inside and it can be a pain to even find words. And the same thing goes when I go out in public is you know it's it can be the hardest thing just to go to the store it might take pulling up in the parking lot sitting there for probably a half hour trying to talk myself up and then finally throwing some headphones in and i make a beeline to the milk department i get my milk my bread and i'm out the door and to be you know people in that situation i say you know it's a slow process it's something that you've got you've got to be kind to yourself give yourself that space give yourself that time and like i keep using the word baby steps it's something that you don't have to you know put your head down and run fist first into the wall you can you can crawl before you walk you know if it takes putting in a pair of earbuds to go out and accomplish what you've got to accomplish then so be it if it takes having a a friend with you, then do it. You got to just figure out what works for you because the social anxiety aspect, it's just another obstacle. And we all have obstacles no matter what they look like. And nature laid out for you the obstacle of anxiety. So you have to, instead of letting that be something that gets in your way and prevents you, you have to make the obstacle your way. Mm-hmm. I like I like the idea. The obstacle of the way has always been an interesting concept. Now I work with a lot of teenagers, and I don't know what kind of demographic you you tend to work with. But what would you? What kind of advice would you have for teenagers, especially? Because I do have a couple that listen to the show, so I, I have to always ask when I talk to people who, you know, work in this kind of thing. Teenagers dealing with social anxiety. What kind of advice would you give to the younger generation who's trying to find their way about dealing with this sort of thing? Honestly, it's all trial and error. That That's the simplest way to break it down. It's not something that you have to know the answers to in order to progress. This is all just, you know, this is all literally a work in progress. Nobody's going to have the answers that fit you. This isn't a cookie cutter mold either. You've got to just explore and work your way through it. And, you know, sitting here now having this conversation with you, I'm no different than anybody else in this world. And if I can do these things, then anybody else can do them. And that's one of the big messages that I try to put out there. Mm-hmm. It, 
this isn't something that you know looks good on the internet this is this is real life and this affects everybody so it's a you know it's a matter of understanding that these obstacles are what's before you you take them and you make them part of your way Ah, I love it, man. That's that's really cool. And it's just such a great mindset because a lot of people will get on the internet and be like, you do this and your life's going to be perfect. And and I like, I like that immediately. You're just, you're of the mindset where try different things, you know, find what works for you. And because I've talked to some people during interviews and they're like, this is, this is the way things are going. And I'm like, that's cool. Works for you. But like to to hear somebody just be kind of like, do you man, like do your thing. It's awesome. So yeah. one last thing I wanted to ask you before we talk about what's next for you, you wrote on here, your expertise is meditation. Now I I've for, for those of you guys that don't know, if you haven't listened to the show very often, I did martial arts for 20 plus years. Meditation is a very big part of martial arts. A lot of people think it's just the kicking and the punching to go for my master certification. I had to meditate for four hours on top of a mountain in like February. That was part of my my training. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, your style of meditation, how you got into it, what kind of meditation you like to do, anything. All right. So I think actually it's a really funny story that I should start with because number one, being the outdoorsman, it, the whole concepts to meditation go hand in hand. You're sitting out there, you know, you, the concept is to be still and then the breathing works into when you get to take the shot and everything like that. However, I never thought about formal meditation until one day I was in a therapy session and my therapist asked me, you know, about my sleeping. Hmm. And, you know, I'm like, I don't sleep because I, I really don't. So she suggested meditation. And, you know, I was kind of iffy at first about it. I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's That sounds dumb. But then after I hung up the call, I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? What the hell? Let me give it a shot. And I never once used it for sleep. It became this whole focal point in which I could slow down my thoughts and slow down my mind by focusing on breathing. But never once has it helped me go to sleep, <laughs> which I think is, is kind of like the ironic part of that. And what I do, especially when I'm out in the, in the woods, hunting or fishing or whatever, is I'll slow down and I'll start focusing on my breathing. And then as I begin to grab a hold of my breath, then I start to kind of, I don't know, turn outwardly a little bit and kind of just listen to the surroundings you know, listen for birds to call or whatever the wind to blow, whatever the case may be. But it's it's something that it helps you to really align yourself and find your center. Mm-hmm. So after the first couple of months of now I formally meditate, <laughs> I really felt that big shift. And that's one thing that like when I take somebody out in the woods or take somebody on the boat, I emphasize, you know, the focusing on the breathing and getting them to connect because it, it not only does it really, you know, do the mental aspect, but it really does up your game in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. It really helps you tune in and, you know, become one with your environment. And that's, that's the key to it. 
I love it. Because like when I first started meditating, it was about just quieting your mind and, and being present and also finding solutions to things that you don't – that normally you're having trouble with, right? I, fa- I found some of my best inspiration when I was sitting there quietly, just being in the moment, just counting my breaths. And then it was finding meditation in, in everyday things. And that's that's a very big thing of for me because I like to find – my meditation wherever I can. Cause as, as you get older, it gets harder to find those times to, to sit still. Like, you know, I'm newly married. My wife and I've only been married for a year. So we're still, you know, in that phase where everything's, we're going, we're moving, we're doing this. We, we have a brand new, we have a home that we just moved into that we got to fix. And so I try and find meditation in other things. Like when I work out in the morning, that's my time. That's my meditative time. I, I may be doing something physical, but I, I like that for you, it's it's hunting, it's fishing, it's finding the peace in in the moments and the peace in the what you're doing. So that's that's really cool to hear, man. Absolutely, and I think the part that we both skipped over there is there is no wrong way to meditate. Oh, thank you for it saying it. Have, it does not have to look the same for person A and person B. It's what works for you. Mm-hmm. It's just taking that time to disconnect and and. Be present. Like example, my wife and I went down to Washington D.C. last week for the holidays. We wanted to to really, we wanted to find something that we could do that was outdoorsy, but also indoorsy. And you know, obviously with COVID going on, it, that's a whole other issue. But we found ourselves less and less on our phones and just more and more present with each other and talking to each other and having some of the best conversations of our lives. And and to hear you say that, like, you bring people out and you, you, you know, with fishing and hunting or whatever it is, that's that's super cool, man. Like, like I dig it. it. It's an interesting thing. And it's I think it's good for people to hear that there's so many right ways to do things. People think it's it's this way or this way or this way and that's it. To, to hear like you and I have the same idea, but we just go about it differently. Right. So that that's really awesome. So obviously, I, I always like to end my interviews with the most important question. What's next for Mike Martin? Where are we going to see you go for the course of the year? Well, this year, the goal is to get out the book, which is going to be called No One is Beyond Redemption. The podcast is going to continue to grow and, you know, not only follow my story as it continues, but also highlight bringing on all kinds of awesome conversations and really digging into those deeper, much needed, hard conversations around the whole mental health community. And from there, I'm hoping to have a huge year fishing this summer. (laughs) <laughs> that's all awesome. yeah see like the simplest things that's that's so cool so i will i will say it right now on air in front of all in front of you and in front of our listeners that when that book comes out i want you to let us know mike you have my email we're friends on instagram now because that's what the cool kids are doing apparently and right when that book is ready to come out you send me a message not only will we be the first one to buy it not only will we be the first one to tell you we want you back on the show to talk about it but you'll also find it on our Instagram, on our on our website, all those things. Because, like, man, just we we sat and talked for thirty minutes on air, and you know, five ten minutes beforehand, and just I'm sitting here like just resonating with all of it. It's the coolest thing, you know. For the we don't do uh, video podcasting, so nobody sees that. Like, it looks like you're in a tent. Am I right? Yeah, I'm in the ice fishing house right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> the the screen turns on, and I see this guy, and you're exactly how I imagined you. 
Like you got the camo on, you're in the, you're in the ice fishing tent and, but you also have like this nice podcast set up. I think it's the coolest thing. And like, I, I don't want to say that I'm kind of like jealous of the setup because I'm, I'm in my basement. I've got my little ring light on and my computer running and my, my wife just got home. So she's flashing the light. So she, so I know that she's home. So she knows not to make any noise, but uh, man, like that is the coolest thing. It was such a great honor to talk to you. Can you tell our listeners where they can find some of your material? Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on and giving me the opportunity. I definitely want to bring you on uh, the campfire session of Project Mind Flea Outdoors. Anytime. We can carry this on over there. But uh, you can find Project Mind Flea Outdoors podcast on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon, Audible Books, and probably just about every other major podcast provider out there. You can find more information out at projectmindfullyoutdoors.wordpress.com and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Project Mindfully Outdoors. You can find me on uh, Facebook and Mike Martin and that's about it. Keep it as simple as I can and get the message out there. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk to us. We look forward to following up with you guys and uh, seeing where we go. So thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next time. So fun fact for all of our listeners, in case you guys didn't realize, there was a slight break in the recording because normally when I do a Zoom interview with anybody, I I end it. It's the same for you guys. It, it goes, you know, thanks for being on. Cool, cool. Recording ends and the video ends and that's that but i took a few minutes afterwards to talk to mike a little bit longer because man he's just a cool dude like to hear the story of somebody who who tried to take their own life just to find new purpose now that that's inspiring it really truly is and if you or anybody you know is ever dealing with some sort of mental crisis or or mental health issue you're not alone and i think that this episode is very important to remind people of that like We've talked to some incredible, incredible people on this show, you know, and to have somebody who survived and is now living their best life, guys, like, it's so cool. It's really fucking cool. And again, if you're ever dealing with issues, there are plenty of people that can help. Don't ever feel like you're alone. And, you know, even if it's just listening to our podcast for a half hour, 40 minutes a week, you know, podcasting has been a big part of my life. It saved Mike's life. That That's, that's pretty badass. So... If you're ever at a point where you feel like things just aren't aren't going well, change your life, make it better, do what you want to do, do what makes you happy. I talk to kids a lot about the social conformities that they feel like they have to deal with. And in all honesty, I had to deal with it too. And one day we're going to do an episode on how much stress my wife and I went under when we were trying to get married just due to COVID and family expectations and friend expectations. And then at the end of the day... It's really about what you want and it's what you want to do. So we want to thank Mike for coming on. He's already, uh, I told him to reach out anytime for an interview on his show and we want him back on. I told him for uh, when his book comes out and we want to talk about his book and we want to promote his book. So please, if you guys uh, are listening, give him a like, give him a listen to. 
check out his stuff, projectmindfullyoutdoors.wordpress.com. That's where I found his website. And he and I are friends on Instagram. If you guys are on Instagram, you can find us at The Misfit Faction and go through our friends list. Also, if you guys do have Instagram and you're not liking The Misfit Faction, what are you doing? That has links to all of our other podcasts, including the Multiverse Fancast, Cinematic Adventures. We also have our website, themisfitfaction.com. There you'll find links to all of our shows, all of our products, all of our materials, all of our sponsors. We also have our affiliates page. We are looking for people that want to join the Misfit Faction. If you have a product, a service, if you're a content creator, a TikToker, influencer, whatever it is, reach out to us. Let us know. We want to have you either on the show, on our website, part of our uh, network. Reach out. All right. You never know what's going to happen. So that's going to wrap us up for today. Thank you guys for listening. As always, I'm Paul and we'll see you guys next episode.